Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. We felt that outside advice was appropriate because of the extraordinary circumstances of a conviction. The fact that the company involved employs so many people across the country heightened the public importance of the matter. That was the entirety of our advice to the Attorney General, which we made clear she was free to accept or not. When you boil it all down, all we ever asked the Attorney General to do was to consider a second opinion. It was all about that second opinion. All it was, nothing to see here. Well, Justin Trudeau is going to be speaking his truth tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. We will carry that live for you on our morning show with uh, Stafford and Sapria. And this is going to be the first time that we have heard from uh, Trudeau since Mr. Butts uh, testified. And since we heard that, uh, you know, his office is now late, you know, launching its latest strategy. I don't even know what number we're up to now. But I think this is the contrition phase. And so if I'm Kreskin, we're going to hear something like, we did nothing wrong, but I can see why maybe we see, the, you know, we see things differently. And I will always try to do the right thing, but I did absolutely nothing wrong and I will do better. Something like that. Uh, but whatever his next move is, if he gets it wrong again, then his goose is really cooked. Albeit, I think his goose is pretty cooked. But maybe I'm wrong. Let's bring someone who might know better than me. Jason Lader is the uh, president of Enterprise Canada, which, of course, does all sorts of damage control. But he also happened to work in politics and knows the prime minister uh, office very well under the Stephen Harper government. Hello there. Good to have you. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Well, I want to hear your thoughts because very few people would understand the context and what we're hearing today because it is such a internal kind of inside the weeds yeah. story. But what, what was your, your takeaway from what you heard? Did, did butts do the job of stem the bleeding? I think, um, you know, Jer- Jerry did a credible job at presenting an alternative theory today. It wasn't convincing to anybody who hadn't been convinced up until now. But what he did do is rally the liberal troops and give them something to believe in. He sort of like there was a bunch of people today that were like, finally, someone's told a different side of this story, presented an alternative theory and something that we can rally around. And they've been, you know, sort of looking at their shoes for three weeks now. And finally, somebody's given them. And it's, it's, it's shocking and sad that it hasn't been the prime minister that's given them something to rally around. But he did actually give them something to rally around today. The second part of today, which was the clerk of the Privy <laughs> Council, was an absolute disgrace. And I, I say that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be measured in my, in my, in my, in, I said this a couple of weeks ago when he was out there. I, I actually like, I have great respect for the civil service. I cannot believe what he did uh, again today in terms of this. But that's sort of inside baseball. I think in the big politics, the, the big sort of picture politics here is you've got, um, they were, they were hell bent on helping SNC Lavalin. Um, Jerry gave the best and most credible defense that they've been able to give so far, which is basically, 
we asked her to take a second opinion. That doesn't make any sense. There's no sense to any of that. Uh, they didn't need a second legal opinion. Everybody knew what the legal I- implications were. The problem was, was it the right thing to do? She said no. Mm-hmm. They wanted her. To, they wanted her to change her mind. They were very clear about that. We were trying to persuade her, and uh, fundamentally, that's what this boils down to. They didn't like her decision, and they were trying to persuade her of it otherwise. Right. And I'm, I'm going to play that that Warnick um, audio because I happened. I, I used a different word. I, I called it unhinged. Uh, I thought he was weird. I thought um, if any proof you needed that she may have felt she was pref- uh, pressured, exactly. if that's the way he acted with her, then then clearly she has uh, um, you know something to say. But take a listen. Uh, some yeah. of our listeners haven't heard this, but this is Mike Warnick, who is the top of the Privy Council. Um, and this is how he started his testimony. I am profoundly disappointed to be accused of partisanship by people that have never met me. My career is on the public record. I have held the highest security clearances that this country can offer for many years. I set this out because it's been suggested that I'm part of someone's political agenda. I serve the government oh, of the day. He did. But he did go off, um, you know, on, on how he's been treated on social media and he didn't think it was fair and he was, you know. Uh, Intimidation of witness, of, of witness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was a weird thing, but a lot of people don't understand who this guy is. I mean, he should not even yeah. be making news at all. So maybe you can put into context why it is so problematic for the way he is behaving and why what he is saying is so important. Public servants are not supposed to be actors in the play. They're supposed to be uh, stage directors. They're supposed to be behind the curtain, sort of waiting in the wings, making sure that everything runs smoothly. You can't be an actor in the play. And, and that's what I think what I think he forgot. And remember, I think you, you made the point just a second ago that I sort of made earlier today to a colleague was, this, remember what, what Jody Wilson-Raybould said. This dude called her uh, at home at in the evening just before Christmas and said, you better rethink this, Jody. I'm paraphrasing. You better rethink this, Jody. And she took it as a threat and sort of said, like, who knows what's going to happen to you um, politically if, if you don't rethink this. And given what I saw two weeks ago during his testimony and what I saw today is this guy is 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 a dude that, you know, I think – you know, he's unprofessional and he, and he was obviously angry and frustrated with this whole thing. So I actually, I, I, I was, I, I sort of looked at this thing and thought, now I understand where this is coming from. And a lot of it might've been coming from the clerk, which is, which is shocking. And I think if Trudeau's smart, he makes, he makes a change there as soon as possible. Well, the question is, is he smart? I mean, cause, cause this should have been solved weeks ago, but is it possible because Gerald Butts is testifying that he, he didn't know, you know, he didn't know these meetings were going on. He didn't know what, you know, up to 10 people were going back and forth. He, he didn't even know what, what Jody Wilson Raybould had decided in September. He, as far as he was concerned, there was still evidence coming in that SNC might be uh, qualified to get this, this, you know, plea deal. I mean, for lack of a better explanation so that people understand this arrangement, um, is it possible that someone in that level of office could not know this? It's it wasn't credit. It's credible to believe that it wasn't the top file that Jerry. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and actually be like analytical about this. It is possible to believe that this was not the top file that Jerry was dealing with. It is not possible to believe that he didn't know where the file was at and was sort of like you know in the dark about what kind of decisions that uh, that Jody Wilson Raybould had made. And there was a couple of incredible things that Jerry said. One one was this sort of like oh I didn't really know this. There was this, there was this, all this controversy happening around me and the first. I heard of it was a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. That was un- sort of incredible. The other incredible thing that you know he would have us believe is when he, when he 
went through that sort of shocking story of the, the, the cabinet shuffle, the ins and the outs, yeah. and we offered the job to Jody, and then she turned it down. And then, you know, so the, the, he would have us believe that the prob- they, they didn't fire her because of SNC-Lavalin. And they didn't want to make a change there to put their uh, yes man in there that would do this. Okay, that's the, number one. I don't believe that. Number two, the prob- the job of Indigenous Affairs is so important that, Jody, only you can do it. So that was point two. And then once she turned it down, they gave it to Seamus O'Regan. Yeah. <laughs> like, Who keeps failing far, upwards, by the way. Yeah, by far their worst their worst minister. He's been sort of booted out unceremoniously of everything. So, Jody, it was so important that we had to offer it to you. And the second you turned it down, we gave it to the guy who's sort of, uh, you know, been, uh, been, been punted around Ottawa because he can't get anything right. So th- th- those were the two sort of incredible things that right. he said today that I just, I couldn't get behind it. I, I couldn't even understand what he was trying to, the point he was trying to make, to be honest. But for whatever, um, you know, damage control Gerald Butts may have put in, he was quite effective. So if you don't really understand the issue and you're just going based off of what you see, I think a lot of people would say, okay, I believe the guy. Um, he was measured. He was tempered. Uh, and then you hear crazy Wernick off the off yeah. the range. I don't know what he was talking about. I think he crazy undid. Crazy uncle or Wernick. Yeah, like pretty much. Out and, he, and he's screaming about being yeah, intimidated. It's like, what? You're the senior civil servant in the country for sakes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, right. But there were these these moments in that testimony where he was asked by, I think it was Lisa Raitt who had asked, um, you know, why are you talking to the board, uh, one of the board members uh, at SNC who happened to work in the Privy Council beforehand like clearly this guy's got access to your office i mean is it to you it has a line been crossed here uh, wernick you know he, i will say this wernick um has a job i don't i don't ever sort of like the question is what was the government going to do about snc lavalin i do not um i do not fault snc lavalin for trying to get to take advantage of the law i wouldn't have done what the government was proposing to do, um, and I don't, I don't fault Wernick for taking a call from a corporate sort of titan to sort of say, to hear, the, to hear them out. The problem is what you do with that information and what kind of decisions you make based on that. The problem that I've got with Wernick is, um, you know, he calls up the justice minister and says, these guys are going to move out, move out of, uh, out of, out of uh, Montreal with no evidence at all. Well, right? no, they're not, they can't um, go till 2024. There's exactly. a lease agreement. There's no in place, evidence right. of, of any of that. They're clearly not going to lose 9,000 jobs. And by the way, if SNC Lavalin t- failed tomorrow, every engineer and piece of business that they've got would be snapped up by all sorts of other Canadian construction firms who are frankly looking at this and salivating. So it is an incredible sort of narrative that was being foisted on them. He fell for it hook, line, and sinker, and a bunch of government people did as well. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible the lengths they'll go for one company and no others apparently in Canada. But so this comes down to a, a they said, she said, and essentially, without being rude, she was called a liar today. Nothing of what she said was true. I mean, that is what they were saying. It was just a little more polite. Um, but again, they're not going to let her speak. They shut down that motion as fast as you could, uh, you know, shut it down. And so she's not going to get to speak her truth, even though she offered today to do just that. And so Trudeau is going to come out and speak tomorrow. And uh, he gets a lot of benefit of doubt all the time. But can he turn the page uh, on this based on what you heard today and what does he have to say tomorrow? Uh, so if, if I were, if I put myself in a liberal operative's shoes and I don't often do that, but if I, <laughs> if I were, if I were them, it sort of, it sort of feels greasy to me. But the, <laughs> if, 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 if I were going to be tr- doing what they think that they want to be doing tomorrow morning, um, number one, he's at great risk because she has, she clearly was not too happy about what she heard today and sort of said, 
I want to talk again. Mm-hmm. She has found ways to talk. Yeah. That much is clear over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. And if she's silenced and doesn't go in front of that committee, I suspect that there's a chance she might still say what she has to say. So he's at great risk, actually, speaking I think before so she rebuts what, what Jerry said today. Well, not to mention Jane Philpott. I mean, you okay, dispute exactly. what Jody Wilson-Raybould said, but if Jane Philpott says anything, ugh, exactly. like, and again, uh, there's another case, uh, the Mark Norman case. It's uh, I, I think the Mark Norman case is going to be the one that becomes the problematic uh, case for Mr. Could be more. It could be more problematic. This is the. This is where I actually think, um, you know, where you and I might differ in terms of what I think he's going to say. I think he's going to go further than you. You think he's going to go tomorrow? I think. I think he's going to. They've decided after Jody or after um, after Ms. Philpott, after Jane um, sort of steps aside from cabinet. I think they got enough pressure internally to know that this wasn't just going to go away. And I think he's going to stand there. If you think you put yourself in their shoes tomorrow, they've got to do two. Things. They've got to show show contrition and a and a and a and a, and a change of course. Number two, they've got to try and bring Jane and and Jody Wilson Raybould not back in the tent in the normal way, but they've actually got to stop them from talking so that you know, like this this sort of slow bleed, death by a thousand cuts, actually stops. So I believe that you're going to see a relatively overt um, sort of plea from Trudeau to apologize to both of them for being sort of disrespected and and say you now he's tried that a couple of times so far with no, they have not succeeded at that at all in any way, shape or form. I believe he's going to make a better effort to try and do that tomorrow to sort of say, you know, we're all go. we're a few months away from an election. He won't say these words, but you, you guys, I'm, I'm really sorry about the way this, this went down and, and we've got to move on. Now he's going to take his best crack at that, but you know, Jody Wilson Raybould, he is not a happy camper. <laughs> no. James yeah. So this could get worse uh, for him if he if he has a misstep tomorrow. That's for sure. Yeah, well, we'll be watching. All right, Jason, we'll see what he says uh, and who he brings. He'll bring his parade of women, Sophie, and maybe Xander uh, balancing on his hand. But we will see what I, what he brings, and I, uh, I'll ch- touch base with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for having me. Appreciate that is uh, Jason Leader. Uh, who knows what he'll say tomorrow? Who knows? But he will uh, no doubt be with his female ministers who absolutely are standing by his side on Global News Radio.